Have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt alone? I saw y'all's TV back there, and I started thinking about somebody I know who was alone a lot. Charlie Brown was alone a lot. He seemed to always find himself alone by himself with nobody around. In fact, he never got any Valentines. Poor Charlie Brown. Sometimes he sat around feeling like he was the only person in the world and that nobody even loved him. One day he went to Dr. Lucy, and he asked Dr. Lucy for some advice. And she said, you know what, Charlie Brown, you're pathetic. You're going to be alone forever. Now give me my five cents. She didn't care much about Charlie Brown, did she? You know, all of us have felt that way sometimes, haven't we? We felt alone, like nobody in the world understands us, like nobody cares about us, like we are the only person in the world. You know, the disciples of Jesus, you even heard that a minute ago, they, they felt that way. Our kids just sang a song. It said, were you there? You know, the disciples, they were there. Maybe not standing right in front of the cross, but they were around. They were there when Jesus was crucified. They were there when they nailed him to a tree. And they were there when they laid him inside of a tomb. And after Jesus died, they were sad, they were afraid, and they were very alone. They didn't know what to do. But they really shouldn't have felt that way. And the reason why is because Jesus made a promise to them. And the promise that Jesus made to them was incredible. What was that promise? Look, this is what Jesus said to them. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Do you know that in South Carolina over the last two years, there's been about 500 children in foster care? 500 kids waiting for a home. They aren't bad kids who did bad things. Rather, the majority of them are kids of bad parents. Bad parents who did bad things or who neglected them or who abused them. They were children that have been rescued from terrible situations and sometimes dangerous situations. Some of those kids are going to get adopted and find a home. Many of them will not find a home. They'll be bounced from one temporary house to the next, waiting and waiting and waiting for a place to call home. Some of them will only get out of the system because they'll age out. They'll be too old. They won't be kids anymore. One young man who was a foster care child graduated from high school, and he joined the military. This is the story I heard about him. As he reached his first deployment station, the only person he had to call to let them know he had arrived safely was his caseworker, someone that had been paid to be in his life. How much greater could this young man's story have been if he had a permanent mom and dad to call? He had nobody to call but his paid caseworker. Nobody ever came for that young man. I think it'd be a great thing for our church to pray about how God might connect us to the foster care system. Because after all, there's no way God would bless Holland Avenue for helping orphan children, right? No, he would greatly. This is what Jesus said to his friends. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. He told them that he was going to come again. That's a huge promise of hope. That's the kind of hope that has two huge scoops of hope. The first big scoop of hope 
was that Jesus is going to come again. Jesus has promised that he's going to come again to everyone who follows him. Jesus is going to take them home to live with him forever in heaven. But the bigger scoop of hope for the disciples was about 72 hours later, Jesus came back. Jesus came back from the dead. And the fact that he came back from the dead gave them every reason to believe that if he said he was coming again, they should believe him. And you know what? It's enough reason for us too, right? The fact that Jesus is risen from the dead is enough reason for us to believe that he is coming again. They saw him die, and then they saw him alive, and their faith increased. The resurrection of Jesus Christ increased their faith because they saw that Jesus was the real deal, and they spent the rest of their lives telling the world about Jesus. Do you know that almost every person in our life is going to leave us? Kids leave home. They, they go off to college or they get a job and they go and make their own life. Sometimes friends get transferred with jobs. They move to new cities or new states or new countries. Sadly, sometimes through sin and, and conflict and problems, parents and spouses, they leave. People that we love, they die and they leave this world. But Jesus never leaves Jesus never really goes away. This is the promise that he gave his friends. He said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Always. Always. You know what? My grandparents, they're no longer here. And one day my parents are going to no longer be here. And one day I will no longer be here. But Jesus never really leaves. The promise that Jesus gives those who follow him, the people that cling to him and trust in him, Jesus says, I will never leave you as an orphan. I will never abandon you. And Jesus is the only one who can make that promise and actually keep it. Because Jesus is the only one who's ever coming back, the only one who can come back. This is what he said to his friends next. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. I have no earthly idea what that means. Keyword there is earthly. It's too great. It's too awesome. It's too incredible for me to try to figure out a way to help our human minds understand. What Jesus is saying is this, people who are true followers of Jesus Christ somehow are invisibly connected to God. I have no idea how to explain that in, in human words, but I know it's true because Jesus said it was true. And it may not make sense to me right now, but one day it will make sense. And that day for the disciples was about 72 hours later because Jesus came back from the dead. The craziest thing that could have happened in their lives, the most unimaginable thing that could have happened in their lives was for Jesus to come back from the dead. And yet that's exactly what happened. Jesus rose again. My friend Ken Vickery says this about the disciples. As people were getting saved and their lives were changing and they were becoming devoted followers of Jesus, the disciples must have looked around and said, Wow, so this is what he meant. 
This is what Jesus was talking about when he said we would be fishers of men. They were looking around, stunned at what God was doing around them. And they started connecting all of the dots. They started remembering everything that Jesus had said. Because what Jesus said to them on this day was this, guys, you have a relationship, a genuine, authentic, yet invisible relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That may not make any sense to you now, but one day it will make sense. And on the day that it makes sense, it will be incredible. Incredible. The truth of the matter is we can't imagine some of these things that Jesus said to his friends. J. Wilbur Chapman gives us a little bit of a picture. The prelude was this song this morning. I'm sorry, the offertory. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified me freely forever. One day, he's coming. Oh, glorious day. One day, he's coming. May not be today. We may not understand everything about the gospel, everything about Jesus, everything about salvation today. We may not understand it, but one day we will. And until that day, we look for the day that Jesus comes again. We are excited that the risen Savior is coming again. And Jesus was turning to his friends, and he said, Guys, I want you to hang on and hold to that day that is coming. Because I promise it will be the most satisfying thing you can ever imagine. But he doesn't just give us this promise. And he doesn't just say, oh, this will happen one day. We're not supposed to sit around and drink coffee and just kind of wait for Jesus to come back. We're actually supposed to act upon the promise that he gave us. This is what he said to him next. He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and I will disclose myself to him. You see, I can lift the hood of a car and I can look inside and go, yep, that is an engine. That's what that is. And I can even spot a few of the parts and I can do a little bit of minor repair. My dad, on the other hand, he can lift the hood of a car. He can look at that engine. He knows how almost everything in that engine works. You see, being a Christian is supposed to be more than looking under the hood. Love and devotion to Jesus Christ is something that's supposed to grow and grow and grow. It's not just a one-time thing. If what you know about Jesus and what you know about the Bible is no different than when you first became a Christian, it is possible you may not be a Christian. But at the very least, there's something way off. Yes, Jesus has asked us and reminded us that one day he is coming. But you know what? Jesus has told us today that we're supposed to love and obey him. We're supposed to be looking at Jesus. We're supposed to be following Jesus. The more we love and obey Jesus, the more we're going to know Jesus. And the less we love and obey Jesus, the less we're going to know him. In other words, the more we ignore the hymns and the songs that the kids have sung this morning, the more we ignore prayers and sermons and, and Bible studies and devotions, the less we are going to know Jesus. And here's why that matters. The less we know Jesus, the less excited we are going to be about his promises. 
And the less we know Jesus, the more we are going to be alone. You see, this story that our kids are singing to us today, this story that the kids are acting out to us today, is the story of the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. And the reason we still remember this story is because it is a huge, gigantic movie trailer for every Christian that says you are not alone and you will not be left alone. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And one day, He is coming again. Oh, glorious day. Because it really is all because of Jesus. Our friends are going to tell us a little more about that now.